welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Bev. Mm. On today's call, we're going to discuss seven ways to get the most out of yourself. Just over a hundred years ago, there was a circuit-riding preacher who went from church to church, holding services for which, well, the churches, if they didn't have a full-time pastor. On one of his trips, his young son accompanied his father because he liked to ride horses. They arrived at this one particular church on a Sunday morning, well before the service time. As they walked in the back door of the church, the young boy noticed a rather beautifully carved box had a hole in the top center. Carved ornate on the front of the box were the words, alms for the poor. The little boy asked his father if he was going to donate. The dad didn't want his son to know that the only money he had was a 50 cent piece, which he was somewhat hesitant to drop in the box. The circuit raider preached a powerful message with lots of amens. After the service, the deacons gathered around, and the chairman of the board announced that they had an offering for the circuit rider. He was puzzled because they didn't receive an offering during the service. At that moment, another deacon walked up, carrying that beautifully carved alms for the poor box from the back of the church. The chairman of the deacons said that all the congregation put their offerings in the box for the visiting circuit riders. When they opened the box for all to see how much had been donated, they discovered one 50-cent piece. The circuit rider's son looked in the box, looked at his dad and said, Well, Daddy, if you'd have put more in, you'd have gotten more out. Such as it is with each of us, the way to get more out of life is by putting more in. Here are seven ways you get the most out of yourself. Number one, have confidence in who you are in the Lord. Unfortunately, many people base their confidence on how attractive or intelligent or successful or even witty they are. And sadly, we then, you know, you have to base your confidence on how we compare with uh, other people who are then attractive, intelligent, successful, or witty. <clears throat> and that is not going to take you anywhere. It's definitely the wrong approach. So we need to ask ourselves this question, what are we worth? I'm not talking about net worth, assets, and liabilities. I'm talking about what are you worth? And you know what? If you were to ask God, you know what his answer would be? Priceless. Why? Because Jesus shed his precious blood so that you could have life, not only abundantly now, but later on in eternity. And that makes you, well, it makes your value priceless. So let's go on to another question. If we were to ask you how much you would work for us, you know, you would charge to work for us for a year, what would you say? <clears throat> Some people say, well, you know, I do it for the glory of God. But remember this, a workman is worth his or her hire. True. Some may wonder what would they be doing? Well, we're not sure, but we could tell you at least three things that you would be doing. 
First, you'd be glorifying God. Second, you'd be terrifying the devil. And third, we'd have fun doing it. <laughs> we would. <laughs> you know, honey, when I ask that question in seminars, the first response is generally fifty or 100000 After several responses, the amount jumps to a million or two million a year, to which I'm glad, as I tell the folks, that I can afford them. <laughs> then I ask everyone in the room, or in the case on the call, to get a number in their mind as to what they would charge to work with us for a year. Then I get to the next question. How much did you make last year? Now the final question. Is the amount that you would charge us to work higher or lower than what you made last year? Nine out of, nine out of ten times, people want to charge us more than they made last year. Which brings us to the last question. Why do we allow ourselves to be used for less than what we think we're worth? The answer is simple. We allow someone else to determine our worth and value. The only person who should ever determine our worth and value is the Lord. When we finally realize the completeness of our confidence in Him, It'll change our world. Genesis 1, 26, 126, classic amplified. God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind our image and after our likeness and let them have complete authority. Wow. Now that, honey, is a confidence builder. It sure is. Number two, focus on your potential, not your limitations. The world will focus on weaknesses or limitations a lot of times or what they think you can't do and what they think they can't comprehend. People, well, they tend to flow to the negative instead of the positive. They think of limitations instead of expectations. But Mark 9.23, Mark 9.23 in God's word translation, it needs to jumpstart your day. Jesus said to him, as far as possibilities go, everything is possible for the person who believes. Hallelujah. The greatest limitation that we like to say that you will ever face in life are generally self-imposed, self-maintaining, and self-defeating. Continuous effort, not strength or intelligence, is the key to unlocking our potential. God wants you to believe in possibilities, not limitations. He wants you living in excellence, not excuses. In 2 Peter 1, 5, 2 Peter 1, verse 5, classic amplified, it says, For this very reason, adding your diligence to the divine promises, employ every effort in exercising your faith to develop virtue, that's excellent resolution and Christian energy, and in exercising virtue, develop knowledge or intelligence. Dennis Waitley, the author, said, don't dwell on what went wrong. Instead, focus on what to do next. That's good. Spend your energy on moving forward toward finding an answer. That's great advice for every single one of us <laughs> as we work to maximize our potential. That's really good, mate. Number three, know where you're going, why you're going there, and what you're going to do once you get there. Your destination is your goal. If your goal is to be a millionaire, well, you got an empty goal. You've said Becoming, that more than once. I know. 
becoming a millionaire is a serendipity to fulfilling your vision, your dreams, and your goals. Stephen Covey, in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, defines the second habit as begin with the end in mind. It's always important to keep the end in mind. Never lose sight of your destination. Now, it might surprise some of us to know that many Christians not only want to know where they are in life, well, they don't have a clue where they want to be. How do you determine your destination? By answering the right questions and dreaming. It's okay to dream. Sadly, many teachers stop their, stop their students from daydreaming, correcting, criticizing, and even sometimes embarrassing a student for doing what should come natural to every child, particularly child of God, and that's dreaming. God isn't looking for spiritual zombies. He's looking for people who know how to dream and are open to make the most of every chance they get. Here's the question. Are you making the most of every chance you get? If not, then why not? If not, when and where are you going to start making the most of every chance you get? Colossians 111, 1.11 Classic Amplified. We pray that you may be invigorated and strengthened with all power according to the might of his glory to exercise every kind of endurance and patience perseverance and forbearance with joy. With joy. Number four, create daily expectations. Psalm 5.3, we often quote this to you. Psalm 5.3, New Living Translation says, listen to my voice, listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. When we wake up in the morning, when you woke up this morning, what was your first thought? Think back on it. it. Hadn't been that long. Your second. Tonight, before you go to bed, <clears throat> how about writing down the seven things you expect to happen tomorrow? Or if you prefer, be prepared to write down the first seven things you think about just after you wake up. The other one's good. If you wait till morning, do that the first thing. After, of course, maybe a trip down the hall. <laughs> or you could do it down the hall. You can write down the routine or you can dream about what tomorrow can be. That's good. So let us provoke your thinking. Are you expecting revelatory insight during your study in the Word? Are you expecting traffic to move slowly or clip along? Do you know what <clears throat> MP3 or what you're going to listen to on your commute to work other than just turning on the radio and letting, you know, the enemy decide? Or perhaps you might be listening to the live or playback of Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. That'd have, be a really good thing. We have people who listen on the way to work. So are you expecting divine connections? Are you expecting to make progress on your goals? Make the list. It can be longer than seven tasks if, if you want to. Just the point of it is, is just make it. Make that list. That's the real key. <clears throat> it is. And we're not going to finish this because we don't want to rush through it. Yeah, it's good stuff. so important. But well, we got something say. important to say. To yes, you. we do. We have... A great friend. A great friend. In Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. Named Mona. Mona. And it's her birthday today. And her we. husband's Anthony. And it is her birthday. 
<clears throat> a happy birthday. So I'm going to clean my throat. You're kidding. Are you saying? <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> this early in the morning? Well, with, I know, I know. With no coffee? Okay. We'll leave a um, wonder ceaseless. I will say. <laughs> anyway, she's a very good, loyal, along with so many of y'all. And if yeah. you have a birthday, let us know. We'll sing we, to you. Yeah, if we don't. If we don't know it, we can't we can't sing. You ready? Yep. Uh, a happy, happy birthday to you, a happy birthday to you. May your day be filled with the goodness of his will. A happy birthday to you, a happy birthday to you. And we love you oh so much. And every one of you out there. So, yes, we do. Mona, you have a great birthday, and we will be looking forward to Picking this up again tomorrow is such a good It's a great teaching. teaching. So until such time. I know. I'm fired up. Yay, good. Till tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.